0: This show is designed to give general information related to investing in finance. Neither Aaron Katzman, his guests, nor the radio station are rendering legal, tax, or specific investment advice. If you need such advice, contact a licensed advisor.
1: And welcome to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman, here to speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. And as always, we're coming to the spiritual and soon-to-be financial capital of the world, Jerusalem, Israel. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check me out on the web, www.aaronkatzman.com. That's www.aaronkatzman.com. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, on LinkedIn, and to subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel. So today we're talking foreign currency. This is a really, really important issue for um, people who've come to Israel, Olim, people who are thinking about coming to Israel, which is a really hot thing right now, potential Olim. And it's my pleasure to bring to the show Daniel Eisenberg from Isra Transfer. He's the chief commercial officer. Um, He hails from the United States. He made Aliyah in 2014, um, pre aliyah He was the director of business development for a large medical center in New York, where he managed staff and built and maintained relationships with other hospitals and medical clinics. Today, he focuses on enhancing relationships, with both businesses and clients, with a strong focus on customer service. Um, He's got a degree from Queens College and an advanced degree from the University of Bridgeport. Daniel, welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. Thank you. So, transferring money globally um, is a big issue, especially today. Um, I know in the brokerage business, it's not so easy to release money. When clients want to send money, let's say I've got a client in America who wants to send money to Israel. They've got to show proof. You know, There's all these regulations, you know your client. Can you speak a little bit? First of all, tell us about what you do and then sort of jump in to, to those processes as well and how you can help.
0: Sure. So as you've already said, Moving money to Israel and just internationally has been a process that's been uh, difficult and getting more difficult. The main reason is that everybody's afraid of money laundering and uh, and even more afraid than money laundering is money that's connected to financing terror. So if you wanna pick a time to go back, like when this started, you look at after 9-11. So the response of uh, George W. Bush was not only to bomb people in the desert, but to, to be more effective was actually to go after the money. Right. And in order to go after the money, they needed to have financial institutions who in the past would turn a blind eye to the source of funds and who's the people who's actually depositing and what they're depositing and if they're coming in with a suitcase of cash versus you know, transferring from a personal bank account that they forced institutions, if they want with U.S. dollars, and if you want to deal with a U.S. citizen, the U.S. Treasury is dictating how it has to be done. And one of the uh, ways that they do this is with something that's known as a KYC. KYC stands for know your customer, where it forces the financial institution to actually know who it is that they're dealing with. So meaning if it's a company, who's the owners of the company? If it's a company that's a shell company, that's a holding company for a real estate company, that they actually have to get and identify a specific person who they're going to be dealing with. So that's one of the, you know, the regulations. Um, so what we do as a company is because we transact on the scale of hundreds of millions of dollars on behalf of our clients, we know exactly what the regulators demand. We know exactly what the banks are looking for. And we're able to be in the middle and to guide our clients through the whole process to really to hold their hand, to try to remove as as much of the the pain and bureaucracy as we can.
1: And it's a problem on the Israeli side also. I mean, in fact, it, it can be more complicated. We find at least um, with the Israeli banks than it is with the American banks. With money, well, coming. there's a reason for
0: that. The because on the on the Israeli side, for many many years they. Uh, The Israeli banking system looked the other way when Jewish people were bringing money in of, uh, let's say, various shades of grey, and sometimes very, very black. And the US Treasury went after the Israeli banks, and collectively they paid more than a billion dollars in fines, and with a very strict warning that unless you change your policies, you will not be able to deal with our clients. And when the U.S. Treasury says our clients, they mean anybody who has a social security number, anyone who's dealing with U.S. dollars. So the Israeli banks reacted going from an extreme laissez-faire approach to extreme diligence. Mm -hmm. And they, um, uh, they are So disinclined to deal with Americans because they don't want to take that extra responsibility. And so they've, as an example, they have forced many Americans to um, have to give up their accounts at local branches and consolidate their accounts at one branch per city. And that this way that all the foreign accounts will be in this one particular branch. Which can be very inconvenient for somebody if they're used to having a branch that's down the block, and they've had a particular banker that they've been dealing with for years, and now all of a sudden they get a letter saying that your account has been moved to Petach Tikva, and now you have to go deal with that this person there. Right. So it's uh, it's definitely a very sore point for particularly for Americans dealing with Israeli banks. And no. the the other part that's that's very important that often Americans have uh, issues with, and not just Americans, but particularly, is that banks in Israel tend to ask a lot more questions. And there is, in America, people feel like, okay, it's my money, I can do with it what I want. And now they're they're not used to a banker saying, well, you're sending $100,000, what, what are you going to be doing with it? And, you know, approaches, well, it's my money, I do with it what I want. There's no, 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 you need to tell it, what are you going to be doing? It says, okay, I'm going to be buying a house. Okay, so show us the contract. You know, they're there, it's so it's it seems invasive. So, again, so part of what we're doing is we're holding, as I say, we're a little we're holding their hand. We're saying, okay, if if you're buying a property here in Jerusalem, this we you need to give A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and then they give it to us. We evaluate it and then we submit it to the bank. So, it's again, it saves them the hassle of dealing with somebody who might not speak English so well. Might not be familiar with certain regulatory issues in the states. Might not understand exactly what an accountant letter should say, shouldn't say. So that's uh, you know a big part of our service.
1: So what what you mentioned actually is sort of seeping into the U.S. as well. In order for, for financial institutions in the states to release money, let's say you want to you want to transfer hundred thousand dollars, and the reason is for an apartment you want to buy an apartment, they're going to say mm-hmm. let's see the rental contract. Right. So it works sort of on both. It's working sort of on both sides of the ocean. Now there's like, yeah. you know, in America, the clients always my clients will say, well, it's my money. I want to do what I want with it, which is exactly what you said. And then we said, well, yeah, you can. But <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, you know, that's an issue. Now, let me ask you another issue there because of the same some of the same regulations. Um, a lot of Americans find them that it's very, very difficult for them to invest outside of real estate. I want to get back to the real estate thing in, in a moment. I know that's mm-hmm. your that's your, really your bread and butter. Um, but um, they are not. A, they can't really invest in financial markets in Israel. It's very complicated. There were issues called PFIX and or whatever. And they want to transfer right. their money from Israel, and they're trying to transfer it back to the States. Now, doing that through mm-hmm. a bank is, the banks don't even know what you want from them, right? And they, they want to start taxing the money. You have to fill out all kinds of forms. It's a headache. Yep. That's yep. something
0: that you do also. You're, you're transferring money Correct. in both directions. Correct. And yeah. Again, uh, again we, we, it's not. It's not. I don't want anyone to think that. Oh, if you use Dan Eisenberg, then you don't have to show any paperwork. That's right. Not the case at all. Right. But what we do is we streamline the paperwork. Right. We try to see what what can what paperwork can we give in English so that they're able to follow, um, and or sometimes I'll be able to deal directly with their accountants to be able to get the paperwork. And I know I and just because this is all we do, we know exactly what the banks are looking for. And it's, again, it, we try to make a painful process a little less painful. And of course, I, we, we didn't say this, but uh, um, uh, the major reason why people use me is not just because of, uh, of my great service and my great smile, it's because the rates that we offer are so much more competitive than what they're able to get on their own.
1: Okay. Um, and the banks, I guess there there is a, um you've built up over the years uh, a certain trust w- with the bank so that they can sort of rely on you. Is that fair to say they sort of rely on you for the due diligence? I mean, they can still do their own So,
0: So as part of the license that we have by the Ministry of Finance and the Anti-Money Laundering Authority, that gives us responsibilities in terms of knowing who our clients are, source of funds and uh, due diligence. And yes, the bank relies on us to aggregate and present to them that information.
1: Okay, um, Daniel. How can people get a hold of you?
0: Um, best way is uh, to um, to call, to uh, send me a WhatsApp, call the office. Um, I, uh, I assume you're able to give uh, those numbers in the show notes. I'll put those numbers in the show. Yeah, but you can give, oh, your, oh, you can I'm give them. I'm happy the... to uh, to yeah. say them now. I'm sure. a pretty accessible person. I uh, you know people always say you know like how can I trust you? And I say you know we've been doing this for thirteen years. You know, here in uh, here in Israel. I'm also I'm a very public figure. I, you know, there's people. Hundreds of people have, uh, have used our services and um, everything we do is through the banking system. And it's, uh, you know, talk to your friends. Your friends have used us. And um, if you have questions, just uh, be in touch. We're, uh, we're nice people here.
1: You are tuning into the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We're here to speak about your life, your money, and your investments. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at lighthousecapital.co.il. That's aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check me out on the web at www.earonkatzman.com. That's www.earonkatzman.com. You can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on LinkedIn. And be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're speaking to Daniel Eisenberg, who's the chief commercial officer at Israel Transfer, one of the the best well-known, most well-known foreign currency transfer services um, in Israel. Um, You mentioned something about fees. And um, I think that's really important because fees, when you're transferring, you know, $1,000, you want to convert, it doesn't make such a big deal. Um, your bread and butter is real, are, is real estate transactions. Um, yeah. People abroad, I guess, um, who are buying property in Israel or people who live in Israel already, but most of
0: their assets are abroad, right? Or, or yeah. they're getting supported by their uh, parents or right. in-laws, that's, you know, that which is very common that so, someone made Aliyah now they're buying their first apartment and now their parents are helping them with the down
1: payment. So can you, so so first of all, in such a case, when you're transferring hundreds of thousands of dollars, right, every peep, as they say in Hebrew, it, it, it is worth thousands of shekels. So obviously fees are major here. So can you w- first walk us through sort of that structure and how you're able to keep the fees down versus the banks, mm-hmm. number one. Number yeah. two, just so walk us through the structure because there's so many, Right, as you know, the topic right now of Aliyah is probably the high, the hottest it's ever been. People in abroad, you know, public information out there from the Jewish Agency, uh, from Nefesh B'Nefesh is that it's off the charts, people's interest in Aliyah. So certainly the interest in buying property in Israel, uh, it goes hand in hand with it. So can you walk us also through the process of somebody abroad who'd wanna buy a property here, how you can help them with that?
0: Sure, so yeah. Um... So I was last in the states um, I guess it was uh, it was right before Purim and I spoke at the Young Israel New Rochelle and that night everything started and unfortunately you know not everybody who was in the room then is you know is 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 whole like they were before you know New Rochelle got hit very hard at the yeah. beginning. and when it came back, I thought, okay, that's uh, you know, I thought 2020, that's you know, that's gonna be it. But but surprisingly, 2020 was my busiest year ever wow. of people from the states who are gonna be purchasing in Israel, and um, so the, it's 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 difficult, and it's I would say it's impossible to do it by yourself. You you need to have a team here, and that team has to consist of a lawyer, somebody who's gonna be actually inspecting the property. Um, if you're doing financing, then to have a, I very much recommend a mortgage broker who to make sure to get the right mortgage for you because the mortgage options in Israel are a lot different than the mortgage options in the States. So to have somebody who can guide you through that process is, um, is, in my, my opinion, is, is essential. Um, and then what I do is I help get your money over here and then being, using it to pay for the property. Um, and again, I handle everything, A to Z, meaning whether it's a bank check that's needed for the closing, um, paying the engineer who's gonna come to look at the place, uh, Shovarim, if it's a new construction, there's a special way that uh, building vouchers are gonna be paid, the tax bill, the lawyer fee, the realtor fee, any, anything and everything I take care of. Um, but, and the reason why I'm able to offer such low fees is for two reasons. The first are, is that the banks in Israel are greedy. It's a very different model than banking in the states. In the states, you know, when uh, they used to have, when you opened up a new bank account, they gave you a toaster, or they gave, you know, they, or they, they, they gave you fifty dollars to open an account. There was some sort of incentive. It's because the banks. In this, again, this is in America, they treasure your business. They know that you have different options of which bank you can go to and you choose to deposit your money with them and they appreciate it. Mm-hmm. In Israel, it's a very different approach. The typical approach of the bank in Israel is you can keep your money under your mattress, but if you want us to hold it for you, then you're gonna pay for the service. So they charge on, uh, when you wanna do a foreign currency transaction, the bank in Israel charges you three separate times, and most people aren't aware of this. They charge you once when you deposit the money. So they charge you a fee for the privilege of having your foreign currency go into your account. They charge you again when you a commission when you want to change the money from foreign currency to check And the third way they charge you, and this is where people um, don't necessarily understand this, is the rate that the bank offers you is not a very good rate typically. But people don't know this because another thing that's missing from the banks here is transparency. With us, because we trade on such a large scale, we're able to get preferential rates from the bank and we share those rates with our clients. So that's how we're able to offer the service that we do and the rates that we offer.
1: Okay, and do you, when you? Let's, what does it, I mean, I'm not going to pin you down and say, okay, it's 34 shekels per whatever, but what kind of sort of a, a, a person um, say, what, what can you say the difference would be plus minus between, you know, in percentage terms, the, the sort of the total package that the bank is going to charge you versus something that you would ship?
0: I'm usually, again, I, I'll, I'll preface my, my comments with that, as I said, because banking is not transparent and it's also not uniform. Because when uh, if you go to the bank and you don't have any connections or what they call protexia here, you're going to pay the highest. If you happen to have that your brother served in the same army unit as the, uh, as the uh, manager of the bank, you're going to pay less. And, uh, and, and, and there's everything in between. Right. So it's hard to, it's hard. again, banking in Israel is sort of like airline tickets, where Two people can be sitting next to each other on the plane, but doesn't mean that they paid the same amount for their okay. tickets. Gotcha. It's, it's That's part of the system. But on average, uh, working with me, uh, clients will probably have uh, 50% savings in their fees. Wow, wow. So it's significant, but it's also that the customer experience will be so much better. And it's and more transparent. It's also that, we, we, it's also that uh, it, and it's really, it, it's apples and oranges because the service that someone gets with me is very different than what they can get at the bank for example um, they can they can say okay when the rate reaches 3.3 trade my funds uh-huh Good luck getting anyone at the bank to do that for you right.
1: So you actually so, hold you'll actually hold the money for clients for, for a very short time? time
0: It's not it's a, I'm not a bank so I don't but, keep money on deposit but again it's something that we're able to, uh, we can hold the funds for, you know, for a little while if they're, if they're looking for a particular uh, rate. And as you said, every little agura makes a big difference. And we are very sensitive to that. So we understand that there's a big difference between 324 and 325. Right.
1: For sure. Especially on, again, up. Uh, so- Unfortunately, you know, when people are transferring $100, they make a big deal out of 324 to 325 which really doesn't mean right. very much. They're transferring, you know, a quarter of a million dollars. All of a sudden, you know, that could be, yep. uh, you know, the majority of your kitchen. Uh, literally, it right. could be a kitchen, you know, right. uh,
0: difference in the prices. Right. But so. as, a, as a policy, um, I try to give every customer the same Uh, respect and the same approach to their money. Because for some people, the $50,000 that they're sending is a lot more precious to them than a client who's sending a million dollars to buy something in Tel Aviv. Right,
1: right, right. Great. Daniel, this is really good. It was very informative. Again, if anybody wants to reach you, I guess they can go to the website at isretransport.com.
0: Is there, my, my email is very simple. My name is Dan Eisenberg, E-I-S-E-N-B-E-R-G. The company's is Transfer, So, Eisenberg at Isertransfer.com. And I will respond. That's great. Thanks so much for
1: uh, being on the show. My pleasure. You've been, you've been tuning into the Aaron Katzman Show, where we speak about your life, your money, and your investments. If you got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. It's been one of those days. Aaron at LighthouseCapital.co.il. You can check in on the web at www.aironcatsman.com. Be sure to follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn and subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you soon.